you can't market without building a brand first. If you don't get those, you're not gonna be able to market to somebody and have them buy your product. Nobody's gonna wanna do that. Now TikTok has a feature that this is where marketing comes into play. Right on a video, if I'm talking about, if I'm wearing something and it's my brand or something, and I'm just doing a video, a thing comes up and says, buy the shirt and you can click the video and buy it right from the video. I could be doing a silly video, but wearing my brand's shirt. A thing will come up and say, you like this person, you like this video, you like this shirt, click here and shop. Welcome to the Love Your Brand Podcast. If you're looking for real conversations with real people, you're the right place. Let's go! Let's go! He's just talking about himself. Amazing. Jason has to get hyped up because this is the first, this is the second episode where we cut the air off. It was so but quiet. But we have some white noise now. We have some white noise. That's right on me. Yeah. This feels so good. Like I'm so happy right now. But Jason needed a little encouragement. He needed some white noise. Mm -hmm. So replaying the, the intro. Was it yeah. too quiet for you? It was very quiet. It was awkward. You can't quiet. get in the right mindset unless mm. you hear the intro. I get it. It's a it's a pump up. It's like listening to pregame music mm. before you go out there. Yeah, I need you know I, I need that music. I need that anthem. You know that. Let's go. I like it. It's nice. I like it. And that's custom, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if people know that. I mean, that's a custom build. Yeah. Who did that for us? His name. Just this. Dante. Dantes. <laughs> um, no, Jason found him online, okay. and uh, he does voiceovers, music, custom tracks, and everything. Very Isn't it affordable. Like yeah. Yeah. So I said, um, as long as he doesn't say a boot, oot, and a boot, a boot. You know, no offense to the Canadians, but no, that's just not quite what we're going for with our intro. Right. That's okay. Let's go a boot. Video <laughs> wall. The video Sweet. on Talent under podcast to boots marketing and <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> That's British. <laughs> okay, welcome to our podcast. I'm Simon. <laughs> amazing. So we've got Miss Alexandria. Alexandra. 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 Named Alexandra after Alexander. Alexandra. Alexander. Which is uh, I'm fond of Alexander, as you as you know. That's what I was named after. My mom's maiden name's Alexander. I feel like so I'm I having deja Alexandra. vu. We talked about this before. I we said did. Alexander the Great, and you said no. When we, the Great. When we filmed with Megan. I don't remember. We talked about it. Oh, I do. <laughs> but I watch the podcast a lot as this I'm is true. getting everything posted. This Jay Hill called us all Alexander. We're all Alexanders. Yeah. I think I get really nervous on camera. <laughs> so I mess people's name up. It's bad when one of your good friends, you can't even say their name properly. That's okay. Like a fly on the spot. And Jay <laughs> <laughs> fly on the wall. <laughs> On the wall. <laughs> Put me on the fly, man. Put me on the fly. <laughs> Put me on the fly. So when we had uh, Bell here uh -huh. for the podcast, um, yeah, she came in and put me on the spot, and I meant to say that, like, you put me on the spot. Mm -hmm. I was like, you put me on the fly. Jason like turns around, he's making a call he's like, on the fly, fly on the wall. <laughs> See, I, I get nervous. But I on can't... the fly is a thing too. Is it okay? Yeah. There we go. I said it right. Hey, you do it like if I do something on the fly. I just oh, it was the wrong context. Wrong context. Because I was but... not saying that. Uh, so we've got somebody. You know, we've got somebody. We got some youth with us, so mm -hmm. they can you know teach us with all the new school sayings <laughs> that, that are going on now, like on the fly. That's not fly. really new. Oh, it's not. See, no. dude, we are so behind. Not only do we not know it, we're like way behind. Like drip? How? How? When did drip come out? 
like maybe like 2010s like 2010s yeah like wow i just learned about it from that kid on instagram i feel like it's not a very big thing we can look it up what really? we can sit here and just look up what, what what's popular you know but that's interesting as because zan does a lot with social media you know, with our team and it's kind of important to understand what's hot, what's trending, yeah. how long things trend, you know, to post relevant content about that. And Jason and I will never lead anyone to believe that we know anything of what we're doing when it comes to social, especially TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. Zan, have you ever heard of TikTok? Once or twice. <laughs> I spent last week, you know how every week your phone gives you the hours you spent on different apps. Mine does not. Well, but let's say maybe, I do. Yeah, let's say you do. Well, it it gives you like a, your screen time. My screen time was 48 hours last week. And Is that 30, a lot or a little? 48 hours on your phone and 30 some of them were just watching TikToks, it said. For you? For me. Are you proud of that? No. <laughs> this is like hours I spent watching TikToks. Is I it, can say though I'm working. That's you know, what I was going to ask. Like half, half the time. Well, no, but like. <laughs> She's at rethinking night. her what she just said. She's <laughs> no, like, oh crap, there's my I'm, boss. I'm researching. I'm researching <laughs> all exactly. the time trends I, th- I go to bed i get in bed it's like after dinner i could get in bed at seven o'clock but three hours t- till 10 o'clock that's all i'm doing i wake up in the morning it's the first thing i do it's bad and but that's what everyone's doing not everyone no my age okay so there you go exactly i'm, I'm gonna lead into what i wanted to say of advertising on tiktok and, and reaching people if i do this for that many hours and i feel like I, you know, I actually get stuff done during the day. So there's people out there, especially in college, my age and uh, early 20s, that that's what they're doing with their lives. And that's why you can reach so many people. And they're they're quick. You know, our our brains only, you sit there and the watch three span. seconds. The attention so span. So short. It, TikTok is ruining people's attention span. Okay. So I agree. So so let's, let's imagine there's some listeners today that don't know anything about TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people, honestly. Yeah. So... People like Jason and I's age, eyes is not a word, me and Jason's age and our parents or things like that, they may understand Facebook. Mm-hmm. They may understand LinkedIn and yeah. how it came about. But give like a high level if somebody has never gotten on TikTok, have the app, what exactly is it and how do you use it? So how you use it is you go on and you uh, create a very short video. Um, you can do it through the app or through another platform. And it's only videos posted. Um, they originally were like 15 seconds max. You can do up to 10 minutes now. Uh, so it's kind of morphing into what a YouTube was. Um, and you go in and they give you a for you page and a following page. Following page is obviously accounts that you've clicked follow that you want to see. For you, it's where people spend most of their time. And it's just an algorithm that TikTok reads personally to you based on stuff you like, stuff you – I swear it's listening to you, stuff you talk oh, about. Yeah everything and it gives you recommendations of trends of topics of literally anything your heart desires and puts videos in front of you so that's where it gets addicting and they're each one is so unique and you know it goes on endlessly you can scroll endlessly and it's going to continue doing this for you so as someone you know me i like fashion makeup that type of thing i'm seeing all of these creators but jonathan let's say you like health and wellness, gym stuff, you're not going to see the same videos I'm going to see. Okay. And that's why also, you know, the trends come about where you see like you hear these certain words drip, you know, it's right. a little bit older. Let's say there's something that saying that though, it picks up on all your keywords and puts it into other people's for you page that are also listening and saying those keywords. 
So the trends just morph and morph. And, and I've you now you've participated in a few TikToks with us. Right. So you kind of understand, you know, they'll take a saying out of a movie. It could be a movie from the 90s. Something that somebody is saying and you do a lip sync to that. You do a dance to an old song. You know, a song was playing and my mom was like, how do you know this song? And I'm like, it's TikTok. TikTok. Like, I can because there's trends that go along with everything. So a good, a good explanation. That's a really good explanation. Okay. So um, the way I perceive it is, you know, the younger generation has adopted this. Yes. Um, likely because the older generations, you know, it's just something new that mm-hmm. um, they're not a part of. But do you see that TikTok is a relevant platform for almost any business? I wouldn't say almost any, many businesses, even we do a lot of B2B, which B2C, I feel like you would put more in that category of even social and stuff like that, unless it's like LinkedIn, you know, reaching out with Facebook um, for B2B, but you can do so much and everybody, you know, it's a way to reach people in such an easy, I was just telling Jonathan this before we got on the podcast, but I was like, you're talking to me. Yeah. You just talked to me in the third person. Well, I'm talking to the audience. You confused me. There. <laughs> there you go. That's there amazing. Go. Well done. No, but it's just we were just talking before we got on this podcast, and it was saying it's easy. Anybody can learn to do it. It's fast and it's yeah. virtually cheap. I mean, it's virtually it's free. free. It's free. Can Unless you do you, ads? Can you pay for absolutely. ads? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So that's where get the there's the line of the social. If you want to pay, we haven't even explored that, and we've put out a few videos to our. 30 followers right now and we've gotten thousands of views on some of them so it's based on that algorithm is how you're getting and then using hashtags relevant posting time keywords that's all super important with tiktok too okay so i know like with instagram and when the hashtag came out Mm -hmm. you know how that was the primary search criteria Mm -hmm. to where you put in hashtag health hashtag Mm -hmm. gym whatever and it's going to populate all those you mentioned yeah, I'm hearing some mm-hmm. feedback. You hear that? Um, I'm throwing my voice. I sound like a robot. Um, no, but with TikTok, you mentioned keywords. Mm-hmm. Is Do you know how, how TikTok is receiving keywords versus hashtags? Absolutely. So keywords stem from what you say in the video itself, your caption, if you put closed captioning on, and then hashtags are still relevant. But there's a, such a combination of how you're going to gain your viewers now. No, but drip. Atlanta rappers coined the term drip in the early 2000s. It was first used in the early 2010s. The early 2010s. From then as slang. Zan, I'm 10 years behind on knowing when drip came out. Yeah. Well, I worked with an organization last year and younger guy, he's probably around your age, maybe a couple years older than you. And like stuff like bet. Yeah, bet. What what does bet mean? That's like, yeah, uh, okay, I understand. Bet. Okay. It's <laughs> this is this is interesting. Like for, if they say my plans, let's do let's you wanna meet at six o'clock, bet I'll be there. Okay. Oh, that's old though. That's like back in my day. Wait, that's what we use. But like with with bet, you know, saying, Okay, or I understand. Um it's I, I think with social media going back to TikTok as an mm-hmm. example, you know, you have to know who your audience is. Yeah. If my audience is fifty year old, seventy year old yeah. women I'm not going to be communicating information. I bet, you know, drip, you know, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? 
But if my audience is like your generation, yeah. you know, do we have to tap into like change our verbiage and our brand voice around that? I don't think you have to change your brand voice. Um, and especially I think as a brand, you want to establish yourself in a certain professionalism. You know, we, Correct. yeah, we as a company are a lot more free than what people's, you know, other companies that we'd recommend social strategies to, but we want to see, like have that verbiage that we can, you know, connect with all audiences. Um, but we still need to really keep in mind that there's a line there of this slang is, that's what it is. It's slang. It's unprofessional. So where can we relate to audiences and do trends that are popular, um, but don't cross that line of looking unprofessional? I, I think, um, you know, with, with TikTok, they're trying to tap into, what is it? The, the Z, right? The Gen Z, Z? Gen, Gen Z. Z generation. Yeah. You know, it's more of a, a play to, to build that longevity with their users mm-hmm. down the road. As they grow, they, they need to be involved with their content. So I, I think it's very uh, unique how we, we look at the different social outlets. And it does require a different strategy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, like when we do them with our partners, you know, there's a specific strategy we, we need to adhere to with TikTok, right? I'm not going to mention any any names but you know it's different than their instagram and facebook strategy absolutely right? and we've had partners that have struggled to grasp all the changes it's and it's so constant it's so hard to keep up with um but the change of like joining a social media platform and i get it it's it's a lot of change it's different it's might seem weird to be doing these silly videos but that's how you're going to grab your brand um your audience and establish a brand on this platform. And uh, as I said before, it's not about being unprofessional. It's about who is going to see it and who's going to, uh, and who's going to want to buy your product or service. And again, like uh, our partners, some of them have said, I don't even want a LinkedIn. I don't even want, um, an Instagram, let alone TikTok, yeah. which is so new and getting that point across that this is how you're going to sell your product. And, you know, it's putting in a little bit more time a lot less money than what paid search, email campaigns, and, you know, whatever, direct mailers, brochures. It's so much less money and less time put into there, but you're seeing such a, a great feedback from it. So let's look from the perspective of branding versus marketing, mm-hmm. you know, and we talk often, it's like branding is pulling, marketing is pushing. Yeah. And so when you see an ad at the Super Bowl for Coca-Cola, you know, Coca-Cola is not spending millions of dollars at that point for you to go grab a Coke right at that moment. It's a branding play to where you're constantly going to be thinking about Coca-Cola when it's time for a beverage. And so when people go to social media, you know, like you said, you're going to check out and you're going just to aimlessly scroll to be entertained or to be educated by that. And so is it a branding play to where people are constantly like seeing your brand, seeing employees to where it's evoking those emotions like, hey, when I think of your brand, it makes me smile. It makes me laugh. It makes me do whatever. And then there's the marketing strategy that comes into where now we're asking you to buy. Now we're asking you to move forward. Like, do you see social media, specifically TikTok, as the, it's the branding aspect? I see it as both, honestly. And that's why social media is so cool and so interesting. But as you said, you can't market without building a brand first. Right. You can't establish yourself. You can't evoke those emotions, even if it's just about who we are, this is what we do, this is what we can do for you, until, you know, without, if you don't get those, you're not going to be able to market to somebody and have them buy your product. Nobody's right. going to want to do that. Now TikTok has a feature that this is where marketing comes into play. Right on a video, if I'm talking about, 
if I'm wearing something and it's my brand or something and I'm just doing a video, a thing comes up and says, buy the shirt. You like, oh, wow. you like the shirt, you like what they're talking about and you can click the video and buy it right from the video. It's called TikTok shop. Instagram has the same kind of thing, you know, have you, it, without even a paid ad. If I'm talking about my, uh, I, I could be doing a silly video, but wearing my brand's shirt, a thing will come up and say, you like this person, you like this video, you like this shirt. Click here and shop. So if this was right now, so this is a love your brand yep. shirt. If if this was for sale, we offer this as a product. Yep. We could somebody could watch this video and uh-huh. they could go click this and or click whatever and mm-hmm. takes them to a link where they could purchase. Yes. And without doing that as a paid ad. Yes. That's did you know that, Jason? I I did. And <laughs> what? It's yeah, it's huge because they're they're base, TikTok base, I think it's uh uh it's two to one female to male mm-hmm. ratio, mm-hmm. right? It's the largest growing app and right. viewership. I mean, it's killing YouTube, X, I mean, you name them, Facebook. Right. Uh, so I think they launched that how long ago? It wasn't, what, a few months ago, few I'd months say, ago. yeah. I just think that's a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you, TikTok's great because of the change. They're yeah. constantly uh, evolving and adapting to whatever the trend's going on. So it makes sense, especially for B2C customers mm-hmm. to – to have that presence, you know, maybe their avatar is, are, are women, you know, mm-hmm. from early 20s to, to 40s. And TikTok would represent a component of them, especially if they're buying, right? If they've got an e-commerce business. Why send them through all that friction when they can just purchase on the spot, mm-hmm. right? Because a, a lot of times people do make those impulse buys, right? I'm, I'm guilty. Are you? Very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. That's she, <laughs> Very she's guilty. One, she's an e-commerce avatar, right? Absolutely. She fits that persona that a lot of B2C companies do. That's why we really we really don't pursue TikTok unless it makes sense, right? Yeah. We have a lot of B2B clientele and, and clients that we're like, hey, you know what? Really, for bang for the buck, it really doesn't make sense for mm-hmm. you right now. We, we would advise you to stay with LinkedIn, you know, mm-hmm. maybe... You know, you're primarily Instagram and Facebook, you know, um, so we really don't push it unless we think there's a, a means for it. Absolutely. Like like Pinterest, right? That's another one. That's very niche. Very, very female oriented, uh-huh. inspirational. You're, you're do-it-yourselfers, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Pinterest is one of the most underutilized social apps Absolutely. today. Um, I never understood it really. And until lately, and it's like there was such an opportunity there. It's a gold mine, mm-hmm. you know, so much. I like Howls too. I think that's really a niche. Have you ever never H- heard of it? We use it for some clients. H O U Z Z. It's more for contractors and anybody getting house inspiration, home DIY, decor, stuff like that. Very niche, but a lot of people on there. This and it's. A, a way that you can sell your product directly from. But but I mean that's that's the point. But you brought up it's very niche. Mm-hmm. It's like. We talk often, I think, um, one episode where you and Megan were on and we talked about repurposing content. Mm-hmm. So I can have this piece of oh, content yeah. and I'm going to post it on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram, whatever. And you got to know your audience. And so that's where when we do like a discovery call with a, a partner, it's learning who do you serve? Yeah. What is your niche market? And to understand and then take that data that they provide and say, based on who you serve and what you offer, TikTok, Instagram are going to be the platform that we're mm-hmm. going to utilize kind of a thing. And, you know, do you, because you deal primarily with our partners on the social aspect mm-hmm. of it. Do you find that there's a lot of resistance from some of our partners based on like 
they just don't understand the platforms? Yeah, I think there's definitely an education barrier there, especially because you know, I know I'm very young and I come with a whole different perspective. And, and Megan, who uh, understands what I'm saying, we deal with some of our partners that are a lot more old school that are not used to this and right. not willing to w- learn. Some of them, you know, if they're willing to learn and listen to us, they will then really understand the benefit. A, a statistic I actually just thought of that I, I read, um, it's like 60% of all Gen Zs now use social media as their primary search engine. Wow. I, I, I heard that too. So they're going on there looking for, they're looking for you. And that's a free thing you can do to just post and be regular and reach out to your audience because people aren't even using Google or, you right. know, anymore. It's insane. It's insane. Wow. And the transition to AI, you know, AI is becoming a search engine as uh-huh. well, which, which is interesting because all these places, search engine has changed drastically to where data you're getting back and results that you're getting fed back are not necessarily truth. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you're getting opinions, That's you're getting like algorithms of data. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. AI is going to search through everything and weed it down for you. It's scary though. It is scary. I wish I had it whenever I was in school. <laughs> what would you have done with it? Just writing a paper and not knowing where to start. And even for a business, if you want to explore a new market, it's so much time and effort, you know, researching what am, what do I want to do? What is the best for me? Typing it into chat GPT. I, I'm guilty of it now. You know, I'm like, I don't have a social caption for this post. Yeah. Give me some social captions that are going to optimize keywords for this brand. Right there. It's almost at like your you're, fingertips. you're getting an advisor or a mentor, kind of a coach Absolutely. You know, to help you because I don't think, I don't think you can just take that data and just, you know, write a paper mm-hmm. or something, which is what people had a lot of hesitancy around. Like, mm-hmm. you know, college kids are just going to write all their essays, you know, from this, but there's nothing wrong with leveraging that information because oh, yeah. if we're, if we're doing a report on something, you go to them, you go find that data. Like you said, you would have used it in college. When Jason and I are in college, we had no internet. Mm. And so we're going to papers, we're going to libraries, we're grabbing books and we're having to scroll through the pages, you know. How old are you and guys? I know, right? <laughs> and imagine my daughter when I tell her that one day, she's like, what? And so it, it's totally different, but it's, as things evolve, you know, I, I heard a quote one time and I believe it was something like, change, change is not necessary. Survival is not mandatory. It was good. It was like, you don't have to change, but, but if you don't, yeah. you're not going to survive. And that yeah. can go for everything in business. Yeah. And so I interpret that like with AI, technology is changing. There's a lot of people, it's just resistant. So mm-hmm. many people are resistant to change just mm-hmm. because it feels uncomfortable. They've been used to doing something for decades. It's like, I'm not going to change my process. Hey, this has changed. If you don't, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. If you're comfortable, you're not going to be successful. Right. Right. And so, and now the times are advancing rapidly. You know, I mean, everything you're dropping, you know, with some of this stuff with social and the trends, we thought we were on top of it. You're like, that was so, not even yesterday. That was so 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, it's wild. It's wild. You know, it's funny. I also think uh, AI has rapidly evolved so fast. It's also causing so much confusion in the market as well, I believe. Uh, I've noticed, you know, now potential partners are like, how are you going to, you know, along with this RFP or whatever, how are you going to integrate AI? And you're yeah. like, what does that even it's mean? It's not necessary, like, yeah. Like, 
like it's such a buzzword now right. they want to integrate ai yeah but they don't realize it's, and it's not necessarily meant to integrate it on the marketing end if so it has nothing really to do with them if that makes sense correct like <laughs> like well it's like it's like an automation you know think yes. of mm-hmm. think of automations um to where it's more about workflow and the client, at the end of the day, we can break down a client relationship like this to where they have a problem and a solution or their customers have a problem, create the solution. And how can we monetize that? And that's what we help them. How we do that on the back end, it doesn't matter to them. If they're spending X, Y, Z and there's a return on that investment, you know, that's profitable, mm-hmm. that should be all they care about. And because it is a buzzword like you're talking about, they hear AI or they heard their friend say something or they watched a random video and we need to, as an agency, use this and leverage this when it's like, maybe, maybe yes, but maybe not. We can definitely decide. Let us figure out the plan that works to get your business. Like I'm wondering almost if they think, you know, well, if they utilize AI, then maybe their service is less expensive because it takes less time. Right. I, that's, you know, me as a business person, that's where mm-hmm. I automatically go. Correct. It takes you half the time, almost half the cost. Well, that's not true. We, you know, we don't haggle on prices. Our value is our yeah. value. Our price is our price. Mm-hmm. I don't care if we if we do it with a stone tablet. It's going to cost the same if we do it with AI right. in five minutes. Uh, I've just found it kind of hysterical. It's, it's become such a, a buzzword and just all over the place that everybody's like, oh, my God. Uh, well, well, if you do it, how how can we leverage AI or this and this? And I'm sitting here thinking, like, are they thinking they can do it themselves? Then, well, no, I'm I'm I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking they need to first utilize AI for their own own business, yeah, for their business optimization, right? So they can leverage AI to to get a lot of those uh, common tasks uh, more efficient, mm-hmm. to where they can use the bandwidth to do to spend time on more important things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I'm looking at extremely internal. They're not hiring us as a business optimization agency. Well, we can do that. That mm-hmm. is a service we can offer. But what I found is a lot of companies, they really don't like you prying into their process a whole lot. Yeah. And people don't know what they want. They don't understand it. You're they right. don't know what they want, especially when it comes to marketing and, and when we get to how their business is going to be seen and, and the outreach. They, but, they don't know how to get that and they don't even know where to get that from yeah some guy he, he called me about a year ago and asked me about, about ai content for a website he was like oh yeah can't you just use ai generate the content because you know i said hey we offer we can help write your content for your online presence right that's an additional service right like it requires some support and he just nonchalantly brought that up like oh well you shouldn't charge me because it's like free on AI. And I'm just like, you're not very, very bright in this subject. Yeah. And so many, you know, I mean, we're business owners. You have to have a pulse on your business. You want to make the most affordable purchases, you know, that are going to grow your business. But there's a difference between being conscious of your business in that perspective versus just looking for the cheapest option. Mm -hmm. And I think so many business owners are just looking for the cheapest option. And so they can come and they, they present that. And, and it's an interesting dynamic in the relationship. You know, it's, it's almost like a power play. And I'm not saying that we want to be the up here, you know, with our partners, 
But it's up to us. If you're coming to us and you're looking, these are my goals. I want to grow my business. I want to get to this number. I want to get this many clients, whatever it is. And we put like a growth plan in place to provide them. And we say, all right, based on your goals, this is what we're going to do. And we have to kind of maintain that part of the relationship of, you know, up here and and not in a way of just like a power play, you know, but just look, this is the reason you came to us. If you think we can use AI as cheaper, then why don't you write it yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and then like kind of turn it back on those questions, you know, to where they can see, okay, that's a tool. It's like an extra extension of their team. But that's what I was saying with Zand earlier with college. You can't just take a paper and write it. Mm -hmm. AI can spit out some stuff, but then we need to fine tune it. It's not going to tweak it or, or like direct it to that niche. Mm -hmm. It's not going to go directly to that audience. And so it can give you like um, 80% of it complete, but then really hone in on that messaging kind of a thing. And so I think it's a mindset that we have to work with partners of getting them over the don't just be focused on price. Um, because as a business owner, I never or I, I started steering away from clients to where their first thing was, how much does it cost? It was like, that's a dead giveaway of the kind of relationship that you're going to get into. Mm -hmm. And with you, AI, something I love that we've recently introduced, even here at TA, is um, a tool to schedule and post for um, social media. We use uh, Metrical. Hmm. Plug Metrical here. No, <laughs> no it's amazing how you put a, you put the picture in. And then it'll schedule the time optimization based on your social media following, who's going to be seeing it, what time. And we utilize this for a lot of our clients. And it's such an easy and it gives you the best analytics back. Wow. Um, we, you know, and Megan and I need to even go deeper down this rabbit hole of how we can um, help our clients even more or our partners, excuse me, help our partners even more with the optimizations for their analytics from this. It, we have so much, you know, we gather data in a bunch of different ways. Um, SEO, whether it's, you know, social time, stuff like that, but that has saved a lot of time and, and given amazing results so far. That's good because, I mean, you know, there's, again, we have to look at how fast this technology has evolved. Mm -hmm. I remember a decade ago, you just post and you're getting out to all your audiences. Mm -hmm. And then over the years, you know, it's like, hey, actually, Tuesday at 8 a.m. is the best time to post. And it started getting more and more mm -hmm. into the clients that come our way, like, hey, you can use AI. Shouldn't it be free or cheap kind of a thing? It's up to us to do all this research. It's yeah. up to us to figure out these platforms. Oh, yeah. It's up to us to know how Metrical works, you mm -hmm. know. And there's so much behind the scenes that I think a partner or a client would look at. And they're just looking at high level. All you're doing is writing this. No, there's when it's written, when to post it, mm -hmm. who to go after, what when to boost it, what keywords, what yeah. hashtags, all that Everything. stuff. There is so much around it when they can only look at, at choosing to look at the results mm -hmm. that come from it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the key is if you are a, a social media agency or if you're an agency or, or doing social media on the side is... Uh, is really keying in to making your partner understand the value, right? If they don't hold any value to it, then it's, it's highly doubtful that you'll you'll gain any uh, good compensation for it, mm -hmm. right. right? They're just going to look for the cheapest person mm -hmm. to do a post, right? When it when it, that's what it boils down to. If they look at it, wow, I just want four posts a month. That's they great. They don't care what it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's irrelevant. That's an irrelevant conversation. Yeah. So I think our num number one goal is to educate, right? And, you know, I would advise that to any other agency or, or business owner or social media manager or, or whatnot. 
you know, your number one objective is to have that data and just educate on the importance of it. You know, it's a, it's a long play. Social media is a long play. Absolutely. It's not, it's, it's it's not going to happen overnight. Um, yeah. You know, it's a combination, like I always say, of marketing, of pushing and pulling of, and branding. Now, now, some things, it makes sense. You will get some instant gratification, some direct conversions. But mm-hmm. uh, building that culture, you know, that brand awareness takes time. Absolutely. And, That's the most important thing. And But it is really cool to see some of the partners that we've worked with and, and how stuff has taken off in, in their social. It definitely, once you start seeing those results, it's an addicting feeling. You're like, what can I put out here that's going to also grab this audience? What, you know, what can we do? It's like I text Megan. We post a TikTok and it's, you know, hundreds of views from the first few, for few hours. It's like, what else can we do along with these lines, these trends then? Because this is what's getting, you know, people's attention. Mm-hmm. It's an mm-hmm. addicting thing. Yeah. So you've got to almost make them understand the value yeah. that it's going to give the, the whole entire organization. The brand visibility is going to uh, increase every KPI over mm-hmm. year, year over year. So they've got to have a two year, a five year kind of vision. Mm-hmm. And you've got to identify that vision and show them how all these social outlets, all these emails, all this SEO, mm-hmm. you know, everything that you're doing is going towards that vision yeah. and get buy-in. Absolutely. If you don't get buy-in, it's going to just be fighting. It's fighting uphill battle. The Swimming whole time. upstream. Swimming upstream, like fighting for every nickel and dime. Right? Right. We've all been there. It's, yeah. But it's, it's like a freaking nightmare. people choose to, they think they're saving money. By not doing something like I'm, I'm not going to do SEO. It's a little expensive. I'm not going to do paid social. Well, this is all eventually once it comes on, it's going to be it's going to bring you so much more money in the end. It's going to make your business so much more successful. So it's that line of, you know, we need this and you got to put the money in now and you might not see the results for, as you said, a year or two years. But that's and that end goal is what we're all going towards. And I think that's the hard pill for people to swallow is why wouldn't it be not yeah. not see results for a long time? Uh-huh. And that was always a problem with SEO, you know, because sometimes to do SEO properly, I mean, you could be spending ten thousand a month, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a month, and you don't see any kind of movement for six to twelve months. Mm-hmm. And so a business can look at that like, hey, this is not working. But then it's like the faucet gets turned on once everything connects. You got to set those proper expectations up mm-hmm. front of what's going to happen. So for taking a, so- a client with social, you know, letting them know, because the way I kind of look at social media, it's almost like an online business card, mm-hmm. you know, back Absolutely. before. Great, great analogy. You know, I mean, it really is. It's to where before I speak to you about your brand, I can look you up on social media and see this is what you stand for. This mm-hmm. is what you like doing. This is the kind of cat you have, you know, all these things before I have get to choose. I'm going to give you a call or I'm going to check out your website or mm-hmm. I'm going to buy your product. And so it's, I think with social, there's so much, you have to be consistent. And, you know, we talked about Oliver Anthony one time Mm -hmm. where homeboy came out of the woods, you know, singing a song on the guitar, consistently posted over and over and over again. And then one day it was like gangbusters went viral, you know, out of the blue, but it wasn't out of the blue. Mm -hmm. It was because he had done the work for so long. And uh, that wasn't even, he wasn't even trying to do that. He was just doing it for fun, kind of a thing he's passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so I think clients too often, they they quit before they gave it a a proper chance, you know, to see if they'd be successful. And I think for a partner with a company, we have to set those expectations Mm -hmm. up front of this is what we're going to do. Expectations are, you know, blah, 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 and iron those out. And then up front, that gives them a chance to say, that's too long for me. 
or that's too much money mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And it's like, hey, we can we don't have to do this for yeah. you. But based on what you shared, this is the path to get there. Yeah. I mean, I do all of my research through social media if I want to find a business. Yeah. I I got my nails done yesterday. I just moved here to Charlotte, did not know any place around, had no recommendations. So I started looking things up on Instagram and I, and then they're posting their work posting what the salon looks like and i'm like that seems like a really nice place yeah. i want to go it's a there. search engine like you mentioned search earlier. Engine for, i did i did it for doctors yeah i'm like what doctor do i want to go to the hair clothes you know this boutique so cute on instagram i let i do everything you know um restaurants restaurants are a big one you know people are posting the food's good here they've got a good atmosphere they have live music well that's how i find everything so in a business saying you know it might not seem like those direct conversions, especially in-person businesses. You're not seeing that I found you on social media and I'm here, but there I am spending my money and giving my time to your business. Mm. So it's that's where it gets a little hard. There's the gray right. area of how is this conversion coming in? So right. you know you get those like emails when you leave a place when you you know book a reservation or something, and it's like, how did you find us? Right. Those are super important. That's a great analytics tool that we use and. In, in, it shows in the end how they're they're getting to your business and how stuff you're doing is actually paying off. Well, business has to measure. Yeah. Like they have to see I'm spending this money mm-hmm. and what is working. If they're not, I mean, you're just throwing, wasting money, mm-hmm. you know, because why would you pour in more, more money into paid ads or into SEO or something if you don't know that's actually generating business? And so I think we, we do a good job. We have the team that, you know, provides all that data mm-hmm. to show from dollar to dollar this is where your spend's going. This is how much return you're getting. And even as you're sharing, Zan, like how you search for those things, I don't do that. That's a powerful statement. I'm just going to say that right now. Like, Do you do that? No. No. Like, that's, how like, I, that's 100% of how I find any business, like locally, <laughs> unless, unless it's word of mouth, which is probably, I don't know anybody here. Yeah. So if I'm trying to find a restaurant to go to, I'm going to look, I'm looking at their social media 100% of the time. I've never once done that in my life generational difference <laughs> we might have a few generations between us <laughs> yeah, so there's a generational d- just say that <laughs> yeah that's crazy though but i mean that's something we have to accept Absolutely. and that's something we have to i mean that's just so valuable what you shared you know to where if a partner can look at this and say mm-hmm. if your audience is in this same group this is how they're searching mm-hmm. for you don't think that you're going to send a postcard or that you're going to do this and they're going to respond. Mm-hmm. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You probably want to stay off of a phone call. I feel like I'm a little bit different than that, but generationally, yes, that's a, that's safe to right? assume. Let, let's keep it in the, in the text message. Let's yes. keep it in the DMs. Yes. You know, let, let's stay off the phone. And I'll be honest, I personally don't like the phone either. Yeah. Um, if a business is calling, personally, I like talking to someone. Business is calling, I'm setting it right to voicemail. Yeah. I'm not answering, right. you know. If it's a number you don't know. No, I'm not answering send a voicemail. it. voicemail. That's so funny. Um, when you call a place, I love the phone. I love talking yeah, you to do. people. Yeah, and, right. You know, <laughs> I can tell. And and whenever you act annoyed, I'm going to talk to you even more. Because that's just saying, <laughs> just because I can, right? I'm right. going to keep you on the phone. Because it's like, I call places and I want to know. I want you to be able to tell me what's going on. What's where's Where are you located? Mm-hmm. Tell me about your business, right? Express yourself, and uh, they try to get off the phone. I'm like, "Hey, hold on, hold, hold on, on. Hold, hold on, on. Hold Wait on. A sec. got hold one on. more question. Got one more question. I find that so interesting, the dynamics, uh, yeah. because you know I like calling, I, I like chatting too, you know. But 
Just depends on the scenario, I guess. Yeah. And my parents, like um, the amazing people, but I mean, again, they're these are 20, 30 years older than I am. And so big generation gap here. Mm-hmm. And I'll get text from my dad and it's like a picture of something in the newspaper, the printed newspaper, you know, kind of a thing. It's not a link to anything. I, I, mean, I it's just, used to get the printed newspaper. Yeah. That's, that's and, like a childhood thing. Uh, or though. the yellow pages, you know, the white pages. Like, I mean, it's, it's a picture of something. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, the generation, I mean, we have to know who we're speaking to. And yeah. then we have to communicate in the way that's relevant to them. I Absolutely. think it's such a broad, right now, it's such an interesting time in marketing because your audience there's there's a broad you know audience base for a lot of your clientele for a lot of businesses you know because let's face it it's it's usually your young 20s to to 50s female that's like Mm -hmm. always kind of been like the the target for a lot of b2c so think about that think about how many places you need to be so many to to really encapture like most of your Absolutely. Audience. It's, it's, it's getting my, tougher. It is know? getting tougher because everybody is just, there's so many different platforms now and they're just they keep coming out. It's noisy. Yeah. So it's how are you going to stand out? How are you going to find a way to break through? And like I said, we said before, the attention span. Somebody's going to look at your post for maybe a second or two. And it's what can you do to, to grab somebody's attention? Right. And that, that's more younger, but you know, it's so much at your age, you're getting so many emails right now still, you know, and what, how are you going to go through that? If I'm using social, you're still using email or direct mail maybe. And, but it's so much. So how are you going to grab an audience's attention there? Yeah. And yeah, I think at the end of the day, (laughs) you're laughing because I said at your age, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I was thinking too. I I know. I'm I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Hey, I'm I'm thinking of Jay Hill going through his direct mail on my value pack. uh, I see it too. (laughs) 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 Right. Honestly, like every being in marketing for like two decades now, um, I mean, I I look at everything through marketing lens when I go to my mailbox, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I read the mail over the trash can and just trash, trash, trash. And then something grabs my attention. Why did that grab my attention? You know, was it the colors? Was it the font? Was mm-hmm. it the message? Was, what is that differentiator? You know, because I'm always looking from a perspective of how are these clients per, or uh, companies doing it well mm-hmm. and doing it right? Because we do have to be different. If like Zan said, you can, she, she moves here. She's looking for a nail salon that's local to her. Want to get good reviews, good location, nice pictures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She could find a hundred nail salons within a mile radius mm-hmm. of what she does. And so why does she pick that one? And so I think then, you know, it's the whole strategy approach. All right. You're doing social, you're doing email, you're doing a postcard mailer, you're doing direct things, you know, everything that you're doing to where everywhere somebody turns is to stay top of mind to where, when they need that, because so often with a marketing push, we, we try to sell people on something, but they're not ready to buy yet. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we did it wrong. Yeah. They're just not in that stage yet to where they're ready to buy. And so we have to keep showing up to where mm-hmm. they remember, they remember, they remember. And then when it's like, now I'm ready to buy. Oh yeah. I remember that brand because they saw it in their mailbox mm-hmm. subconsciously. They saw it on social. They saw it here. And so it's, you have to be everywhere. I think with smaller businesses, um, when you have a smaller marketing budget, social it's is fine. such a good way to go Absolutely. because it's free, it's inexpensive. You can push out as much content you want. Mm-hmm. My only, I don't want to say caution, what, what I advise partners with with social is you want to get them off of that platform 
into your own to where you own them. Yeah. You know, because if something changes with that platform, you know, and you lose access to all the people that you've built in that community, Mm -hmm. your business, you lose. And so take it. So then you can leverage, send out stuff directly here as well as keep posting on social. Yeah. And I think that's relevant for a lot of these platforms. Like I'm going to say Amazon, for example, where there's sellers that you can uh, have your product on there, but there's percentages taken off. There's, you know, they're going to Amazon. They could see competitors right there. How do we convert them from these other platforms to a website that's strictly yours? Because that means you're getting all of the customer's attention, all of their money, and they're not going to see anything else that's going to steer them, you know, in a different direction. Amazon, you know, I go, let's say I want to buy a water bottle and I type in this brand. I'm going to get ads for all right. these other brands of water bottles at different price points that might not be like it's similar to yours. And you're not married to it. You're like, OK, I'll do one right. a little bit cheaper. So it's how can we direct people directly to their own site, directly to their own business, you know? Yeah. So that's that's own, very good point. Own your audience. Absolutely. That's your biggest asset, your audience. Right. Right. That's a, a lot of companies, businesses, they've got to understand, they've got to build an audience to, to then direct them, you know, to, to purchase, mm-hmm. to... To join the conversation. Loyalty. Yeah. Creating loyalty is the biggest thing. Takes I'm loyal time. to so many brands, even though they're at a higher price point or something. I'm the quality of stuff, the way they, the customer service is extremely important. Um, how they interact with me, that's what I'm gonna I'm willing to spend more money for a product or service that I love. Yeah. Um I talk to uh I talk a lot about how I use social media as learning about somebody. Yeah. Um, I had a dental lab client and trying to get more dentist clients. Mm -hmm. And so we use a hashtag of the type of doctor that he was looking to acquire. Mm -hmm. And so then it brings up all these doctors and, you know, with, we were using Instagram specifically, Mm -hmm. you can see the pictures like of dental work of, all right, we were looking for implants or whatever it was Mm -hmm. and click on it. And then you can see everything that they're posting. And this was the business page, and then the doctor was referenced, so you get his personal page. Mm-hmm. So from this, I pick up a phone number, I pick up their address, I can hit them with the DMs, and I know the stuff that matters to them in their practice. So now I could send out a letter to them, I could send a message inside of that, I could call the office. Like just by doing some reconnaissance work of, you know, finding that stuff on there, you can tap into them, you can show up, the salesperson can go right into their location. Like there's like four touch points right there mm-hmm. that you can do by just doing a simple search with social media because in marketing we're currently at eight to 12 touch points before somebody will move forward with a brand mm-hmm. to where not that they disagree with the brand they our attention span like mm-hmm. you said they just can't think about it so that's why you got to see it over and over and over again so when i try to grow a client's business i take them to social media and i say find the top 10 people that you would like to acquire and then let's get everything we know about them own that data build it into a crm and let's build a custom campaign to those 10 because so often we go, let's, let's do paid ads and we're going to thousands or tens of thousands of people that may be completely cold leads. Mm-hmm. I would rather nurture these top 10 people that they want Absolutely. than going to tens of thousands of people, honing that in, honing that in, honing that in. And again, that doesn't cost me a single thing except for time. Yeah. And a lot of it is not as much time as you'd be putting into these right. direct mails, email campaigns. You know, if, if it's still just showing up every day and doing a story post, doing a short little thing about your company, you know, that's – and all, like we said, that can be recycled throughout a lot of right. different platforms. So it's something that everybody needs to definitely research with their company. And I say, like we said, even B2B, B2C, there's different platforms for everything. Right. And we've, we've had like – 
B2B customers that are like, "Ah, I don't really think I need a LinkedIn. And, you know, how are you finding leads? How are you getting yourself out there? You know, this is the most perfect place for you. And it's so easy. Setting up a profile is just doing the first steps are easy. Right. Showing up every day is where it gets a little harder. And and that's where, you know, we can come in with the keywords and stuff. But they don't even have a profile created. You know, that's something that anybody can do. Yeah. They're going to wait for AI to do it. They're going to wait for AI to do it. Yeah, people are going to wait for AI to do everything for <laughs> And it probably will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, AI is already driving, you know, it's, it's the backbone behind these platforms. Yeah. And I mean, algorithms are an extension of AI, yeah. you know, that's already there. Um, but it's just interesting with AI. I mean, look over the last six months of how AI has been here for decades. Mm-hmm. It's been, it started in the 80s, I think, to where it was being utilized. But now we just, it pops out. It's such and a it, buzzword right every, now. It's it everything. is. And, um, and that it's like when something becomes a bud word, buzzword, it, um, bud word, it bud word, <laughs> whatever that is. But when it becomes a buzzword, like Jason was talking about earlier, it just, it causes mass confusion mm-hmm. because everybody thinks everywhere I turn, I see AI, we have to leverage it. I've heard that it's free. It writes all your content AI for, I don't need to pay for marketing anymore because mm-hmm. they all do it and they, they come that way. And so I think everything we always advise brands to just educate, 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 you know, there's, everybody has a product to sell, but give value by educating. How can we make your life better? Mm -hmm. How can we improve? How can we do X, Y, Z? And then when we're given that much help, we're more inclined to move forward when it's time to buy. Yeah. Yeah. If your organic visibility is low and you're doing no SEO or local citations or, or, or local SEO work or local directories, and you're worried about AI? That's, yeah. I mean, come on, like seriously, it's like yeah, don't look over there. <laughs> don't look over there. And I think that's the the mass confusion is what you're. There's so many partners I've seen that are in need of foundational work, and they're just trying to bypass that and just go to the hot button, right? AI, AI is the solution. AI, mm-hmm. AI. You know, unfortunately, it's not. It is a solution. It is a supporter. It, you know, it will help mm-hmm. help out. Um. But yeah, just be, <laughs> I mean, we said it's a lot for the consumer to see all of this, you, you know, those touch points, but imagine for the business when there's all these tools, how do we utilize it? I'm so, I'm sure that it would be extremely confusing and so just overwhelming to get started marketing in an industry when you don't know anything about the marketing, you know, you have to put yourself in their shoes and say, they've never done this before. They don't know what they're doing. And it's so overwhelming. Right. You know, I mean, even, so let's take Talon Alexander and we, if we have partners that they, they have the infrastructure in place, maybe mm-hmm. they have somebody that posts on social mm-hmm. kind of a thing. They don't use an external agency and we could create like a cheat, cheat sheet. Yeah. And, and we do that Like give them, Hey, these are the top three ways to leverage AI mm-hmm. for your social media posting. Yeah. And so we're given to somebody something of value there to where, okay, I'm going to get chat GPT. I'm going to get this picture AI. I'm going to get video AI. These are the three to use and how that can help you to post. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm partnering with a company, you know, and building a marketing strategy for them, I want them to be knowledgeable mm-hmm. of some things just to where when we're talking about, it, they have more of an understanding. So if I'm educating them on how to leverage AI for maybe social media posting, you know, then when it comes the opportunity to really work together, they're more inclined to work because we gave mm-hmm. them that value of helping them and they could still manage some of these things while we work more on the big picture, you know, because if we have separation agencies over here, partners way over here, 
they just hear words and we're going back and forth. That's where all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. tension in the relationship yep. can build as opposed to, okay, we had, um, uh, I don't want to call out, you know, a certain company, but a nonprofit that we presented to. And the lady that was in charge of this whole organization, very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. You know, we came in and didn't expect her to know the things that she did. And, you know, she would be a great resource, mm-hmm. you know, to work with because she she has so much experience in marketing and this and that. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't have the the bandwidth to do it. She needs to work on the business. But she would be great to work with because she has such a comprehensive understanding. Yes. yes. And so she respects the um, the opportunity for an agency that knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's like that. an ideal situation, yeah. ideal scenario. Um, but uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of organizations that are like that. Yeah, the best when we clients work with are, smaller businesses. The best clients are like that or we have some um, partners in that they go, I know I don't know. Mm. I know you know and tell me how I can learn. I mean, that's the best way to approach everything. But the worst is whenever somebody says, I'm not going to do this because I just don't want to or I don't think it's good without looking at the facts. Yeah. And you know, we've encountered that issue. I think our best you know, partners are the ones that say, I know, I don't know. Yeah. And teach me. Yeah, that's good. Teach me. You know, if, if anybody, I mean, this goes into life. Mm -hmm. If anybody's teachable, Mm -hmm. sky's the limit for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's good. I think we can wrap it up. One last question for Zan. Sure. Sure. On a personal level, what's your favorite social media platform and why? On a personal level, I think I um, spend most time on Instagram whenever it's just like looking for a business or looking for information. TikTok is so um, high up here. It's not deep for me, if that makes any sense. You know, I I watch content on it that's just going to be mindless laughing, aimless scrolling. Um, I think TikTok, I mean, Instagram is where I connect with people more, um, whether that's on a business level or a personal level, that's where I follow along with friends, with, uh, you know, family members, even posting and, um, and businesses. So that's probably the, the most valuable one to me. Right. Do you on. have a Facebook account? I do have a Facebook account. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use it. <laughs> I use my Facebook it's account amazing. mostly because of our clients right. to, to go from page to page. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, just learn the more we have conversations with people like Zane. Well, now you see why they bought it. Why Facebook bought Instagram. Yeah. That was a really good move. Smooth move. Well, and then they, you know, recently launched Threads. Yes. Do you have Threads? I have Threads. Don't use it, but I have it. I follow along. I follow along with everything. Yeah. See, I know what Threads is. I'm on top of it. Do you have Threads? I don't. <laughs> Do you have TikTok? I don't. I know. That makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what my favorite platform is? No. Tell you me. know. Facebook? No. LinkedIn. YouTube. Oh, I was going to say, and I feel like now with the podcast, you've been really into YouTube. I need to get more versed with YouTube and how they, you know, shorts and stuff like that. I actually was posting on YouTube shorts because we have our Google accounts connected to it. So Simon said, just do it all through your own, you know, and we're authorized as Talon Alexander. Well, I was posting on my own account <laughs> through Talon Alexander, not actually TA's account. Oh, so, your, your, your Zand, yes. Zand account. Well, the one ta- Alexandra at TalonAlexander.com is posting their own shorts. Oh, that has its own page for I you personally? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Didn't know this. Uh, you then, know I posted all those shorts, right? Which one? 
like the teaser videos? Is yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was posting just our TikToks that we were making oh, on okay. this platform too. Oh, well, you need to figure out how to get it on our YouTube channel. I need to figure out how to get our TikTok account yeah. back. <laughs> I'll show you. Oh, not not how to get TikTok. Argo, that's Argo, my show first priority. Argo yes. follows Zan's TA YouTube. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Let's just have two. One of them will grow. <laughs> One of them will Zan has bigger following than the whole company. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. Love this was it. eye-opening for me. Definitely. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. Learn something new every day. All this right. Awesome. Thanks for sharing all your nuggets of information that your generation has that Jason and I just do not understand. Nuggets. That was funny. Nuggets of information. I like that. So valuable. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. We Always a great you. time. Awesome. Awesome. Bye. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening and joining us on the Love Your Brand podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode and remember, share the love.